This is Welcome to Dylan's House, our family's real-life story navigating autism and how it inspired us to pay it forward. Join us, meet us, give back. Dylan'sHouse.org. Welcome to Dylan's House. This is our family's real and raw story of navigating autism and how it inspired us to pay it forward. This is Kevin Shope. I'm here again with my lovely wife, Amy. He has not got any new adjectives. It's lovely every time. I'm sorry, but lovely is a good one to remember, <laughs> Yes, right? I look lovely today. You do look lovely as always. <laughs> so we are recording today's episode um, during the week between Christmas and New Year's, although you probably won't hear this until after the new year. But Amy, how would you say our, our holidays have been this year? I think they were really good. I mean, exciting. Always a good time with Dylan. And we were able to start out the holiday season, kind of put us in the mood, with our first um, caregiver grant session that we had um, for the nonprofit. So we were able to give 12 $500 grants to the most deserving individuals, um, caregivers that work so hard. So that kind of really gets you in the spirit. They were so appreciative. And that kind of really got it started for me. I would agree. That was probably... One of my favorite or favorite things this holiday season and not only giving those grants, but we had all the caregivers in for a nice little event and, you know, a lot of them brought clients, brought family members and, you know, not only able to give them the grant, but just recognize them and what they do working with, you know, autistic individuals every day. And this is a job that, you know, unlike others, they chose to do. So it was just really cool to see their reaction, how appreciative they were. Yes. It was amazing. Yep. And then I guess the other big thing for us over the holidays is a new addition to our family. So you want to tell everybody about that? Yes. Yeah, so I had the brilliant idea that we should get a dog. And we have never had a dog since we've been together, which is 30 years. Well, I take that back. I shouldn't say never. I tried twice with Dylan, and it just didn't work out. So I had to rehome um, some puppies when he was younger. So I thought getting a dog would be a fantastic idea so that um, Dylan could be around a dog. And I cannot expect, um, like we've talked about, if you've listened to previous podcasts of ours, or maybe this is the first one, Dylan doesn't live with us. He lives in a home that we own with 24-7 care, and I originally thought I would get him a rescue dog, but after talking that through um, with Jimmy Sutman that owns the agency and some other individuals, that wasn't really the greatest idea to put that on caregivers. So I decided to get a dog, and we brought um, a beautiful Labradoodle puppy home the day after Christmas, and I am now basically like I have a newborn, so... It is. And his name is Hank, by the way. His name is Hank William. Hank William. So Hank William is the latest addition to our family. And we're two days in. So mm -hmm. we picked him up the day after Christmas. And we're all figuring ourselves out. But so far, very well-behaved puppy. And we'll see how it goes from here. He's going to meet Dylan on Sunday. So stay tuned. Yeah. So We'll have, definitely have to yes. talk about that in a future episode. We worked with the goes. trainer. And so his first meeting with Dylan will be Sunday when Dylan visits. So, so stay tuned. A little cliffhanger for our yes. listeners there. So, But we do have some exciting other things going on here today in the studio. We do. And I was just about to get to that. So I am super excited. I know Amy is as well. We have a special guest today and it's our special. first, She's you're special, special Lisa. She's uh, so special. It's our first guest we've ever had on the podcast. So I'm going to have Amy introduce her here in one minute. But before we do that, just real quick, 
want to remind everyone, um, if you enjoy our podcast, please subscribe and follow. Also, if you want to learn more about us and our journey, please follow us on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Dylan's House, also Dylan's House on TikTok and LinkedIn. And we're at This Is Dylan's House on Instagram. So please check us out, uh, like our page, follow us. And if you want to learn more, uh, you can also visit our website at dylanshouse.org. Social media and our website also great ways to communicate with us. We love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your feedback on our podcast. If there are any topics you'd like us to talk about in the future on the podcast, again, you can communicate with us through social media or through the website. Perfect. So with that, Amy, I'm going to turn it over to you to introduce our guest. Yeah. So I'm so excited. She's sitting here across from me and um, she had to remind me before this how we even met and um, kind of reached out and asked her to get coffee because her son, James, which I'm going to let her tell her story, but her son, James, is one of Dylan's friends and he's just such an amazing individual. And I thought I'm always looking to meet new people just in general and especially someone that's a badass that's like killing the autism mom role in addition to everything else she does. Oh, no, I would say that. <laughs> yes. So and she has the best stories and she's one of the funniest people. So I'm hoping that she's going to be just as real and open up like um, she always is when we talk. She's given me some amazing advice that I probably shouldn't say on the podcast, but just great way to handle things with life. So I'm going to turn it over to Lisa and we were kind of hoping that she shares her story and some funny stories and I'm going to let her start wherever she wants her beginning to be. But Lisa, thank you so much for joining and um, we'll just, I'll try to not interrupt you, but if I have questions. It's okay. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me, Amy and Kevin. I am, gosh, I just recently turned 60. It was really sobering for anybody that is an autism parent. It's like, oh my gosh, like succession planning is where we are all are right now. And um, what Amy's, Amy and Kevin are doing with Dylan's house is so important. I started thinking about, about what would happen to James when... And he was little. It was just always on my mind, always in the back of my mind. I have four natural children and two stepchildren. I am, I've been married for f- almost 14 years to a wonderful man, Rick, who married into autism, which is extra special that he took it on the chin. He, I, I think my typical kids were harder on James or on Rick than James was. You know, James is largely nonverbal, so if he had something snarky or horrible to say to James, Rick didn't know it. (laughs) But James is, as I said, largely nonverbal, although he does he does come up with some interesting things to say here and there. It's weird. I have to tell you what he said to me some uh, at Sweet Melissa's the other day because I saw him oh, and Rachel. Okay, and he he was like not having it. Oh, so I tried to hug him and he said I don't want to. Oh my! <laughs> and Rachel's like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. He used his words. He did, and it and it contained no profanity. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, my oldest is going to be thirty, and James is my youngest, and Rick has a set of twins, a boy and a girl who are both 22, everybody um, with, you know, limited exceptions is doing okay. I mean, they're doing well. I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my family. But James is the glue that held us all together when we got married. Rick and I met on a blind date, and 
we were married five months after the day we met. I, I proposed That's awesome. I proposed to him. I said, Rick, we were going out to Vegas for a conference and my mom was keeping my kids. My mom was in a lot better shape back then. <laughs> she was brave. And um, I said, why don't we just get married out there? It'll be fun. And he goes, okay. So that's that's kind of how it went. He, you know, he, that's he, fantastic. He knew what he was getting into. He, he would show up at my house. He had a pocket full of bacon because I had a big dog who was a rescue who got along good with James, by the way. Okay. Um, and the, but the dog, Daisy, did not like men. So James won her over, or Rick won the dog over, and then he won James over with ice cream. Bacon and ice cream. Bacon and ice cream. Ice cream was not the best idea because I, I kind of kept him off of milk because of the whole, you know, lactose mm-hmm. intolerance. I didn't. I wasn't sure if he was, but I, I kept his milk intake to a, uh, a minimum. Well, there were explosions when we... <laughs> <laughs> we had a whole poop episode. You'll have to listen so you can say whatever you want. We talk about poop here. Yeah, it's all about poop. So so we quickly realized that, you know, even Dairy Queen, non-dairy soft serve has some... Has some, has some dairy. Has some dairy, and it also has wheat, gluten. So oh. if, you, if you want to do that, you know, stay away from the Dairy Queen. Unless you get a... Mr. What it used to be, Mr. Misty. Yes, I don't Dylan know what, would call it a slushy. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's the beginning of our story. Rick is really involved with James. James attended the Rich Center, and then he yeah. attended Potential Development, and now he's with Dylan at Purple Cat, their day program, and um, he's doing really well. He's good. How old is he again? He's 23. He 23. 23 on December 2nd. Okay. I knew he was close to yeah. Dylan's age. So one of the, when you sa- said that he was, you tried to hug him. He's like, no, I don't want to. Um, we had a surgery scheduled. Well, actually, it's not really surgery. It, they put him completely under anesthesia to clean his teeth, to fill them, give him, you know, uh, fluoride treatments. And that was on... December 20th, and I, I, I unwisely chose right before Christmas. I'm not sure what was in my head. We had to be at Saney's downtown at 6.30. So, That's fun. We've, yes. Yeah. So we were up really early, and it was a long day. But, you know, James was a champ. Whatever we're doing is working because he had a good checkup. I don't think I could say that of my typical kids. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but... He he got up, and then I brought him home and um, stayed with him for the afternoon. You know, I was checking on him constantly and uh, trying to get him to drink. And he, I knew he was feeling better because he looked at me and goes, take a shower. Aww. I'm like, okay, okay. So I, I ran the shower for him and, like, kind of sat outside the door. Just let let the water run over him because I'm sure he felt skeevy from yes, everything. Yes, all of that. So he got out, and I'm drying him off, and I said to him, James, like, you kind of had a tough day, you know? Like, we all did, but you, you you really had a tough day, and you were, you know, you were a champ. And he said, that was scary. Aww. <laughs> so what he, a sweetheart. He has speech, but you just never know what, what's going to come out and when. But He is the sweetest. Oh, I don't know if I go that far, but... <laughs> 
So, so Lisa, you mentioned a couple minutes ago, I thought it was interesting that James was kind of, I don't know if you said the glue, but kind of what kept your blended family yes. together. And, you know, I know that, you know, a lot of times there can be challenges when you blend two families together and you would think an autistic child would have the opposite effect on that. Yes. So, so what did you mean when you said that? <clears throat> my, uh, James's dad and my other children's dad passed away in 2008 and we were, you know, by ourselves for three years and I was trying to do everything on my own and I, I was, I miserably failed. I, I say that, but you know, you fail forward. You, you figure out what works and what doesn't work and you fail forward. You take the lessons with you and you move on. So when I dipped my toe back in the dating pool again, how a man responded to James and my dog, who's an excellent judge of character, was, you know, on the top of my list. Mm -hmm. Smart. Um, Rick's kids, Rick's kids didn't understand autism. How could they? They're mm -hmm. too typical they were, oh gosh, how old were they? Nine when we okay. got together. And um, they watched Rick adapt to, you know, helping me to take care of James. And, you know, we went to a Phantoms game, the whole family. All okay. six of us, Rick and me. We left the dog home. And um, <laughs> James, I don't know what he ate, another, like, gigantic poop explosion. Mm -hmm. You know, we autism families do not travel without latex gloves, a lot of wipes, Clorox wipes. Extra clothes. Extra clothes. Yeah. The you know, whole yeah. thing. So we're walking out and I'm and I and I look at James's pants and I'm like, oh, mother of God, what are we gonna do? So, <laughs> so you you can't take the extra stuff in with you. You know, they'll stop you with security. So one of my kids, I think Tommy, ran out to the car and retrieved the clothes in the bag and came in and Rick and I were we, we weren't dating that long. And we were, like, uh, corralled in this public bathroom in the Cavelli Center. And there was poop everywhere. It was bad. Oh. I mean, it stunk. It was horrible. I mean, it stunk so bad that passerbys were like, oh, my gosh, what is that? Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was like toxic waste. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, everybody chipped in and, you to know, help. to help, to help. That was the first inkling that I got that that we were going to be a team, you know, that that everybody kind of took a small part in taking care of James. And 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 you know, they all love him and they love him more than sometimes they love each other, the blood ties and the non-blood ties. I just feel like they're so we've talked before about. I mean, they just have such an amazing energy. And when you're around them, you know, Anderson, our daughter, says all the time that Dylan is her favorite person. Aw. I know. Though now I don't know because she's mentioned that Hank is her favorite person. So <laughs> Dylan should probably watch out. But I just think that's – and what a good man. We should mm -hmm. have invited Rick, too. I mean, to yes. jump right into that, yeah. think about that. There are dads that don't – like biological dads that don't want to be involved at all with yeah. – and moms, too. I'm not ripping on men. And then he jumps right in in a public bathroom, which is horrifying anyways. I've been there. Yeah. I mean, the poop didn't bother him a bit. You know, I mean, I, I was I was gagging and trying not to show it. I mean, I'm his mom, you know. I mean, like, okay, here we go. You know, and then we got home and we were washing our hands obsessively. <laughs> <laughs> I think we cleaned the car. We left the car door open to, like, air it out. It was just bad. Oh, the whole thing was bad. I think I threw the clothes away. 
But anyway, you know, Walmart has a a, a very robust business from from us. <laughs> Isn't it funny to like think of some of those stories, especially like early on? Yeah. I was just gonna say, what is kind of a typical day like with James? I'm and I know it's probably different, obviously, depending on the yeah. day of the week. But what's kind of his routine, if um, that makes sense? Four years ago, so 2019, almost five. Rick stopped me and took over James's bathing because James is a is a man, you know. Right. And and he's like he's like Lisa. He goes, you talk all the time about wanting to give James dignity. He goes, it's very undignified for a grown a mother to be giving her grown man son man. Everything's a man, believe me. And um, <laughs> sorry. No, I feel the <laughs> you know, same way. I mean, it's it is. I I don't think about it that way, and I never did because you know he's mine. But but my husband did, and he said I'm going to take over the bathing. So he did, and then, you know, we had to come up with creative solutions to have privacy in our lives. Yes, that's very important, especially for you know people that have been married a short period of time. And um, he just, Rick said one day, he's like, this is too much for the two of us, and we need a break. So he encouraged me. I was afraid, because he's nonverbal, to dip my toe in the water of people that I didn't know really, really, really well. You know, family members, and sometimes the kids would pitch in and stuff. But So we got professional caregivers, and a few of them were just abysmal (laughs) but we landed on Rachel Rachel and her husband Adam and um you know we were at their wedding we watched their romance blossom I mean like she's a member of our family right and um so James gets up and James is gonna poop somewhere and we prefer that his poop goes where it belongs right toilet so Rick gets him up early puts him on the toilet and makes him stay there until he evacuates. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then Rick will bathe him and, and dress him. He comes upstairs. I have his lunch ready. Uh, he grabs his coat and his shoes. And I say to him every day, I'm like, James, like he's four years old, come give the mama a kiss. <laughs> like the mama misses you. Have a great day, James. And Rick says, he's a grown-ass man. Don't say that to him. <laughs> He doesn't want to kiss his mama. He's like 23 years old. So that's the same thing every day. It's exactly the same every day. And he goes to workshop from 8.30 to 2.30. And then Rachel picks him up. She brings him home after dinner. And, you know, um, he doesn't get a bath before bed. We give it in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And then they're fresh for the day. Well, yeah, he's not fresh for the whole day. Well, I know. Most of it. Dylan probably needs like three showers. But that doesn't happen. We were just talking about, like, the natural scent that he has. James is really hairy. So everywhere that James is, you got to have your dust buster out, you know. <laughs> it's funny. But Rachel, uh, Rachel and Adam are younger than we are. You know, my husband's going to be 65. I don't want to out him, but, you know, he's, he's Medicare age. And um, he, you know, they do young people things. Like, James loves crane axe. Like, yes. I, I, 
I think I'd put a bullet in my head if I had to walk around Cranex with James, all the breakables and stuff. But he loves the lights and the Christmas trees and, you know, at Easter time, the bunnies and the, he just loves it. She takes him like just a cup. So I really, I know, I happen to know Rachel. Well, funny story, and I'm sure you know, was Rachel, I think the very first time she ever did caregiving was with Dylan. Yes. And... I should probably, I don't want to interrupt Lisa, but that was a funny story, what he did to her, what he did to Rachel, and she stuck it out. So just really quick, she watched Dylan just like a couple shifts a week, and I had met her through one of her good friends and said she would probably be an amazing person, and I was always like you, once you, you know, trying to find help, but I never really had family. So she took Dylan for a drive because he loved to go for a drive. Yes, yes. And she listened to him when he said, go this way, go that way, turn this way. From our house in Canfield, Ohio, they ended up in Damascus, about 30 minutes away. And then at some point, you know, everything's a great idea till it isn't. And at some point, he wanted to turn around. And he got out of his seatbelt. She had slowed down at like a red light or a stop sign. He took his seatbelt off. He climbed in the front seat in the matter of seconds, opened her front door and jumped out and started running. So she pulled over And he ran into someone's house, a complete stranger in Damascus. He ran into their house. He got a box of pot. He older couple sitting on the couch. He ran past them into their kitchen. She's yelling, running in, screaming. He has autism. Because you don't know what you're walking into. He gets an entire box of popsicles out of their freezer and starts eating them. It's not funny, but it is. I know. It's funny now. Right In the moment, it was scary. So she... They were very kind. I think she was crying. I mean, she had not worked with Dylan, but two times maybe. So I think that Jimmy Sutman drove out. She was working for Iowa at the time. I think that he drove out to assist or to get them, you know, help get them safely back. And I think it's admirable and shows her character and how amazing she is that she stuck it out. Because that could make some people quit. Oh, yeah. Because we had, right, instantly, like, this is not for me. So I didn't want to interrupt you, but her. And she takes, I've seen them out so many places, like picking up sweet Melissa's. She's the one that said we should try to take Dylan to Cranax, but I'm with you. I didn't do it. One of the caregivers did. Yes. Well, sometimes they behave better for other people than they do for mom and dad. Yes. So Rachel, Sonia, who used to work for Purple Cat. Yes. Like, kind of. Like, heard my story, and I just, I, I was a puddle when I met Sonia and Jimmy. They came over, and um, I got, like, I, I'm tired, you know. Yeah, you I'm needed exhausted, help. And I can't do this anymore, you know. And, I mean, there's the, and there's other kids that didn't get what I thought they should have gotten from me, their mother. And I'm, like, full of guilt and just indulging them, and that caused other problems. I mean, it was just a mess. It was a very much a mess, but we got some balance back. Rick and I just talked about this the other day. Um, without Rick, like the wind beneath my sails pushing me, I probably would be in this. I would be stuck in the mud, but he doesn't let me fail. He makes me fail forward, which I, I appreciate. I love fail forward. I'm going to have to like steal that. And with the mom guild, I think that's a really good yes. topic because I don't know that people understand um, every mom, I feel like, has guilt, but especially that, like you mentioned that, and I'm with the other children. When yeah. you said you overindulged, I think that's. I don't know yeah. if you like want to elaborate because I feel like that with Anderson sometimes, and like you're not, especially when you have a 
an individual that might have some safety issues, which, yes. you know, you have to stop whatever you're doing. So when, back in those days when the kids were in, like, grade school, junior high, high school, I, I would pick James up. We lived in McDonald. They would, the kids would either walk home or get a ride with a friend. Okay. Which was fine. Let themselves in, get a snack, whatever. James, it's very, it was very important to me that it, if we were going to have any kind of freedom, that we would get some kind of a handle on the poop issue. Like, you just can't be out somewhere and have the poop issue, and then everybody has to stop what they're doing. And we, ha- I mean, you know, right. tyranny of the immediate. And um, so I got this bright idea. I was watching uh, Friday Night Lights. Okay. Do you remember I've... Jason Streets, the character? He's the he's the quarterback. Okay. He was, he was like enormously talented. He was a great kid. He had great character. He was like, you know, you want your daughter to marry somebody like Jason Streets. Okay. So Jason Streets has a sports injury, has a spinal cord injury. And I, I think, I don't know, he he had some use of his hands. And, but his, his, from the waist down, he was dead. So he goes to rehab in the, in the story. I'm watching it like obsessively because it's like, you know, I'm crying. I'm like, oh, I think I have it bad, but look at this kid. Oh my gosh. Anyway, in the rehab, they gave him a glycerin suppository at the same time every day. Oh. So his body adjusted and got on a schedule of when he was going to poop. Okay. So James loves water. Okay. So, I I mean, I, I reasoned it out with him. I'm like, you can have a shower. I'll give you a bottle of Barbasol shaving cream. You know, all that sensory loves. This. Yes. He has, you know, he rubs it on the, the walls of the shower. It was a mess, but you know what? He, right. Who it cares? made him happy. It made him happy. But I said, first, you got to poop. So I get home about three o'clock. I chase him around. The depository in there. You guys, <laughs> glad the audience can't see what I just did. It's okay. Real and raw here. I really loved the motion because it just makes it. And he got on the schedule of pooping every day at three o'clock, and then right after that, he got a shower. I'm like, uh, you know, that's fantastic. The um, inspiration comes from. All kinds of strange places. <laughs> Friday Night Lights. Yeah. I don't know that I've seen that. Is it a movie and a series? It's a movie and a series. Okay. The series was, um, it was just, I don't know. I, it's high school, you know. Right. Okay. Eric Taylor, you know, is yummy and delicious. <laughs> Coach. I might have to start watching with Hank. But probably just getting him to have a regular schedule, right? Yeah, that's do that. I mean, to most people, it would be like, but it was probably it revolutionized our lives. Exactly. Um, And and while he was in the shower, I would sit outside the shower door, make sure he was okay, and I, the kids and I would do homework in the bathroom. Well, just bizarre, but you know, you figured it out. Uh, yeah, but I mean, like, there there were lots of failures, <laughs> lots and lots of failures along the way. But I think you're so right about the toileting issue, and that's why we did a whole episode on it, because Dylan was not toilet trained until he was 17, until he moved out. Yes. And he would not poop. Like, we tried. I did not try that. I wish I would have known you then. I never tried that. I never heard of that, ever. I didn't either until right. I watched that show. <laughs> And so when he did move out, that's how it happened. Because like you mentioned earlier, they do things just like little kids. Yes. 
better when their parents aren't around. But I always thought it would be life-changing for Dylan and us if he wasn't walking around in, like, an adult diaper. Yes. Having accidents. Yeah. You know, not that it's always perfect, but... So, I mean, kudos to you for, like, figuring it out. James James is not completely potty trained. I want to be clear. Right. But it's a lot better than what it was. Yes. And we keep an eye on his diet. Actually, Rachel, Rachel got him. She sent me a video of him eating celery. (laughs) See, she did amazing things. I don't, I have heard that she's done amazing things with his diet. I need to talk to her. She's the James Whisperer. And, you know, like, I didn't. I, I had the snacks, you know, the, the yummy stuff in the house under lock and key, literally. So, I mean, it's not that he would eat a bag of chips or like, you know, a, a small bag of chips for like lunch size. Um, portion control was huge. Yes. It's not like he can't have everything. He just has to have appropriate amounts of everything. And she really, I, I, I give her a lot of credit. I do. I mean, that's amazing because I know Kathy, who's Dylan's primary caregiver, and Rachel are friends. Yes. And Kathy has said, now he will eat better for Kathy than me because he will eat an entire big bag of chips. Yes. And she has put them in baggies so that they have a portion, but then that makes him mad, which is a whole other story. So I think it's so amazing that he does that. Now, does he eat sweet Melissa's? Like, will he eat a salad, or do you think that's for her, or maybe both? Maybe both. Okay. Um, he, uh, you know, at home, I cut up carrots and celery for his lunch, and he chomps down on it. And you know, ranch dressing is, you know, revolutionized yes. our life too because I know. he he'll eat any. You pour ranch on it, and he'll eat it. You know, that's good to know. Dylan's the same way. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. And I don't think a vegetable has touched Dylan's lips, no. and like I don't, I'd have to hide it. Unless you food. count potatoes. 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 Yeah. <laughs> a green vegetable. He's very sure. healthy, though. I've seen yeah. him. Yeah. He's, he's amazingly healthy. If yeah. he gets chipotle and there's like one bay leaf in it or something, yeah. he freaks out and says he doesn't like pickles. And he'll, like, hand it to me. Oh. Or, like, um, pizza. He loves Cornersburg pizza, and they put the peppers in the sauce, and that does not make him happy. I used to grind grind up vegetables of all kinds and put it in meatballs and, okay. you know. Smart. Know. Yeah, I don't know. It was just he um, about Rachel. I, this is funny. It may I don't know if Rachel will appreciate this going on the air, but it is it is a very funny story. Rick and I were sitting at the kitchen table and we were like, we're not gonna get involved with Rachel and James. They gotta find their own mojo. You know, right. they've gotta they've gotta figure each other out. So we we she walks in with him, they go downstairs. I, I think she put a video on for him. She sat down and then he he asked her for a snack or something. So she came upstairs. She made the cardinal mistake of walking ahead of him. He was behind her, and she had a dress on. <laughs> so James has a type. You know, he likes voluptuous girls. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> and Ra- Rachel's lovely. So Rachel's walking up the steps, and James reaches under her skirt, and he gooses her. And <laughs> and and he said, we heard at the, we we're sitting at the kitchen table, we heard, James, you will not touch me there. And Rick and I are like, yeah, we think she's going to make it. She's got boundaries. I mean, she really just, <laughs> and he giggled, you know, it was cute. It was That fun. is a fantastic story. That is hilarious. So Lisa, you mentioned earlier, and I think, you know, and Rachel and Adam, you found two really good caregivers yes. and we're so appreciative of people like that who choose to do that work. But at the same time, you mentioned that, 
It sounds like maybe you had some trials and tribulations with other caregivers. We had similar experiences. Mm -hmm. So, you know, in the spirit of keeping it real and, you know, what were some of the experiences you had with other caregivers that Um, maybe weren't so good? One of the caregivers lost him in the mall. And I didn't hear it from him. I heard it from someone else. So I knew it was true. Because they ran into him. They knew the caregiver. He was frantic. Oh, my goodness. They're like, what happened? They're like, we lost James. In fairness, I have also lost James. <laughs> I mean, James just, you know, uh, you know, our house is like a fortress. It's under lot. You know, we don't have an alarm system to keep other people out. We, I, you know, we have insurance. Take what you want. You know, right. I don't care. Right. We have, we have an alarm system to keep him in and to know where he is at all times. Yes. But, you know, that was that was an issue. Um, I can't say that there was any abuse. Um, he, you know, he'd come home with a bad diaper that he'd been in for a long time. Right. And uh, one one person that was caring for him had a baby herself. And I said to her, if I had your baby and returned her to you with a wet diaper that she has she had been in for hours, obviously, how would you feel? Like, I mean, right. I, didn't, I didn't have my right hand, like, cocked back like I'm going to take her out. I wanted to, but I didn't. I mean, I was just like, you know, this is not fair. Like, I know. You're getting a good wage, not enough. Reiterating, there's never enough. I know. But, like, change his diaper. Doesn't right. that bother you? He stinks. Like, no, no, no just blank. I don't know. It, 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 the, Rachel and Adam have the secret sauce. That's, and I always tell people who ask for my advice, and I'm always willing to talk to anybody that, you know, wants to hear all the terrible things that have happened to us. <laughs> but, you know, the mistakes that we've made, I think, you know, a smart person learns from other people's mistakes. Right. With autism, in, in like a work, a day program, a work program, caregiver, anything, doctor, it's not the what it's not where you take them it's the who it's the people who are able to interact with them like jimmy sutman the first time i met him i mean i was i was out of my mind but jimmy sutman looked at james and saw him holistically he saw the whole person he said that he's a cool guy and he's really smart and i and i started to think about it i'm like he is smart he gets out of doing things he doesn't want to do. Right. He problem solves. He's got great motor planning, great balance. I mean, there's a lot of skills, soft skills and hard skills that he had that I, it took, it took a stranger to explain that to me and to show it to me. I mean, it was in the, you know, you're in the trenches. You don't really see. Exactly. Everything. Yes. Yeah. So I'm, I'm fortunate. And so are you to be surrounded by. Yes. Great great people because you can't do it without like an army i mean people say that it takes a village any child but it really takes villages and armies and swat teams exactly (laughs) (laughs) call in the backups yep so i think this would be a good point to wrap up today's episode so i think we'll have more with lisa in our next episode but for today We're going to go ahead and wrap things up. Again, thank you for listening to Welcome to Dylan's House. Please check us out on social media and our website at dylanshouse.org to learn more 
Thank you for listening. Welcome to Dylan's House was made possible by our partnership with Dandelion Inc. Follow our journey at Dylan's House on Facebook and TikTok. This is Dylan's House on Instagram. And learn more about us at dylanshouse.org. If you like our stories at Welcome to Dylan's House, please subscribe, like, and share.